When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I thought you were going to bed. That's why we didn't podcast. You're telling me that you hung out with your girlfriend instead of podcasting with me? You cheat. Yeah. I am hanging up. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 74. It is your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Ropostle. And I'm Patrick, a.k.a. Penitent Patrick. You better be. I'm sorry I cupcaked yesterday, Ethan. Yeah, I'm. we're having marital issues right now. I'm very upset with you. <laughs> Ethan's mad because last night we were going to do the podcast, right? And then Patrick comes on and very says, tired he says, hey man, I know that I said that we could schedule the podcast for last night, but like, my beard and I are really tired, so we're going to go to bed. <laughs> well, I did go to bed eventually, just not right away. Yeah, I, apparently, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. I wanted to hang out. I wanted to hang out with Phoebes. Phoebes, why? Uh, why were you so tired yesterday, Patrick? Why did you feel the need to postpone our very important podcast? Very important. The very important podcast. The VIP. The VIP. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I was I was traveling all yesterday because last weekend I had a talk in Washington State at huh. Sales High School. Shout out. I'm remembering sales high school. in my inbox at some point in time, I was also invited to that. Can you tell the people why you went alone? Because it's really expensive to fly two people. Oh, and they just chose and they just chose you over me. And so it's I'm I sure should, they flipped a coin, buddy. I'm, I'm sure, sure that's what happened. I'm sure what they did is they set up a pros and cons list and they said pros, <laughs> Ethan, cons, Patrick. Well, we've been in the black too much this semester. <laughs> so let's go with the con. And then they picked you. And not me, and not us together. We would have been so good together. These are, this is all contributing we to so why we. this is our counseling podcast now. Sorry? This is, this is why this is a counseling podcast. But how's the, how the talk? Did it go well? Oh, um, yeah. So the talk actually went fantastic. I was super nervous mm-hmm. all week. I was like chattering my teeth and, and twiddling my thumbs i was like i'm so nervous and like every every waking moment i was like i feel like i should be practicing mm-hmm. well were you sweaty um i i was not sweaty i don't nervously sweat i'd nervous sweat it's bad yeah it's uh <laughs> that's hilarious um just thought you should know but yeah no the, the talk went awesome the best part was though that like i got to i got to meet pretty much every single one of the students because nice. uh, i went to all of their religion classes and i what just i talked to Talk to the religion, class, the, the religion teacher. Um, shout out, shout out, Father, Father Smedley. Um, he he just let me go in front of the class and just answer their questions. It was really great. That was I that was what do I did. That. I want to do that. Come on, that would have been fun. <laughs> that sounds awesome. It would have been fun. I don't. And then I also I also uh, also um, Emily. I'm not gonna say last name because I don't want to dox anyone. But dox shout out Emily. Shout out some of the the some of the kiddos that I met. Uh, shout out Bailey. Hashtag be like Bailey 2K18. Um, 
I gave I gave everyone a homework assignment of Lectio Divina, mm. and later in the day, I asked them if they remember what my homework assignment was, and Bailey answered it. And so mm. I started a hashtag hashtag Be Like Bailey Two K Eighteen. Playing favorites, huh? Um, shout out JC for liking demons and then hating demons. Mm. Um, Alvaro, what a cool guy, and shout out Brandon. That's all. That's all I, I got. That's all my shout outs. That was just. But oh my gosh, they were they were so hospitable. They were like, they were so nice. I bet they're quite hospitable out in Walla Walla, Washington, a very far away and exotic and fun sounding place. It's true. I I was surprised that people like hadn't heard of Walla Walla before. Like I had heard of Walla Walla before. That's just because it sounds funny. Like you remember that you remember the places that sound funny, like Djibouti, Africa. (laughs) <laughs> we've talked about Djibouti before you remember how a couple of us this is a podcast ago, about Djibouti. we were talking about how mature we had gotten over the course of the podcast that's it's possible we were talking about that yeah we were definitely talking about that then we laughed about Djibouti um, that's really cool I'm glad you got to have that experience and bring it to the podcast and tell the people all about it tell the people about it that's that's it it, it confirmed a lot of a lot of things for me it it, it um it confirmed two things. One, that this is something that I am I am being drawn towards, and two, it nice. is um, not. Uh, it's not like the most important thing in the world. And three, you Which like doing really it. Good. You like doing it the best when I'm not there. <laughs> All right, I'm done. This is the end. I can taste the salt from Ohio. This is the end of the, <laughs> this is the end of the salt cast. Of the salt uh, portion of the podcast. Um, in other news, yesterday it was. 55 degrees outside and I was wearing shorts and this morning I woke up and there was two inches of snow on the ground and it's still snowing. Very exciting times here oh, no. in Manhattan, Kansas. Are you going to go play snowball fights? I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm thinking of frolicking. I haven't done I haven't done some frolicking in a minute. I'm trying to frolic. Dude, we, on the first snowfall last semester, man, we did some sick frolicking. I, I didn't have gloves, so my, my fingers were upset. If you hear this today my fingies if you're in manhattan if you're in manhattan and you hear this today uh shoot me a text so we can frolic i'm down uh we go to city park if today you hear my voice if you did today you see the snow frolic with that bro puzzle the end that's the end that's the end of the song that's the song that's the song what are we talking about topic topic are you ready for this? I'm taking the lead on this one. Really excited to Good, talk about prayer because it's my favorite topic. Bow. That's our new theme song. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> um, it was really good. So, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to like go. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna be talking a lot, and because right, I good. just have a lot to share. So, while Patrick was off gallivanting around the country, um, I was doing. <laughs> I was learning a lot and praying a lot and reading a lot, and um, a lot of interesting things came to light about prayer, and I wanted to share them with the podcast. Um, Patrick, does that sound good with you? That sounds great to me. Okay. Actually. So this all. So if you kind of wanted to get the brief overview, I tweeted a thread about this, um, and I pinned it to my thing. If you want to go check that out, but so I'm basically going to restate kind of what happened there. So I went to the uh, Focus Missionary Summit. Do you know what that is? Yes. Okay. So it was at Benedictine, um, Go Ravens. And we went 
and it was all day long, and we had four different talks, and there was one on build, there was one on habits of prayer, there was one on fellowship, and there was one on joy. So one obviously I'm going to focus on is habits of prayer, because that talk, in our small group that we were talking, the... <laughs> The quote from our missionary, Chad, we were talking about this and at the very end of small group. We asked him, like, Chad, what are you thinking? Because he had been quiet the whole time. And he goes, I don't know. My world is shook. And <laughs> Chad's a really quiet guy. So it was just really funny um, to hear him <laughs> say that. So we're so they have um, – we were talking about habits of prayer. And there are five different habits. Um, I'm not going to touch on all of them, but there are some of them that I really want to get into because this has kind of changed how I think about prayer, how I want to pray, how I desire to continue praying. Um, and they're really, really cool. So the first one is attitude of receptivity. The second one is humility. I'm take notes. Hold on. Okay. Okay. You can't talk while I'm listening. The first is attitude of receptivity. The second is humility. The third is gratitude. The fourth is faithfulness. And the fifth is repetition. Um, and I thought this was just so interesting um, because we think about humility a lot. And we think about gratitude a lot. We think of receptivity a lot. But I think all three of those work together in a super unique way. Um, Not super unique. In a super crazy way uh, to lead us deeper into prayer. And so we were talking about this. And there was a catechism passage that I kind of just want to throw out real quick. Because it leads into everything else that I kind of started thinking about. So it's catechism paragraph 2559. And the quote is, uh, he who humbles himself will be exalted. Humility is the foundation of prayer. Only when we humbly acknowledge that we do not know how to pray as we ought, are we ready to receive freely the gift of prayer. Looking at prayer as a gift is so crazy. Like it it is something, it's not, prayer is not something that we, that we do. Prayer is something that we receive. It is, is, it is a, it is an act that we can only make by the grace of God through faith. Right. And so in order to do that, we have to have humility. But if we don't have humility, then we just this is it's kind of like a cycle. Right. So gratitude comes in because you can't be humble if you're not thankful for what God has given you. Right. And you can't be receptive if you're not humble. And when you're receptive, then it leads you deeper into gratitude because you realize the gifts that you're receiving. So like all three of those things kind of loop together. Um, to deepen your relationship with Christ. And I didn't really understand any of this. I just thought, like, it's not that I didn't know how to pray before, but I treated prayer as this thing that I'm going to go and do, and I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to pray my rosary, and then I'm going to read the scriptures, and then, man, afterwards I was feeling good because I prayed. But now it's like I go into the chapel and I said, come Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray because I have absolutely no clue what I'm doing. And then I, I just <laughs> sit there and I just... I, I try to be receptive. I, you know, I just say over and over, you know, Lord, cultivate in me a receptive heart so that I can take in whatever he wants to give me, right? I think this receptivity is something that has been so lost kind of societally that there's no way for us to understand it in our prayer lives, like as it relates to prayer. Um, yeah, because the most popular form of prayer is petition, mm-hmm. right? Like everyone's just like prayer is just well, that's asking God for things. That's that... what prayer means. Like prayer it means to to pray is to ask. Like that's the root of that word, you know. I did not know that. Really? Like somebody says, "Pray tell," means please tell me. Like I'm asking pray you. For, I'm asking you for this. But yeah, I think that we're so used to in our society, like not we aren't we aren't rece- we aren't good at receiving gifts. And this is so true. Anytime mm. you see anybody receive anything, or maybe you've d- I do this myself, is where you get something and you just don't know how to act. 
You're like, ah, thanks. Fake smile, give you a hug, set it down. Don't know what to do with it. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting more. You know, you receive a gift and you think, man, this isn't, this isn't what I wanted. Or, you know, something like that. It's just kind of built into our culture, our American culture at least, to not be good at receiving gifts because there's always something better. There's always something new. Um, or you have this false humility where it's like, oh, you didn't need to get me this, you know? So yeah, that, I see that there's no way for that to translate into prayer. So that's something that we have to actively think about and create. I think the list of attitudes that you mentioned, mm-hmm. receptivity, humility, gratitude, faithfulness, and repetition. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I decided to say them, say them again because one of them is repetition. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's, eh, <laughs> uh, they're all human things. Hmm. You know, these are all like on the side of the the faithful one, on the side of the person. These are attitudes that we can cultivate within ourselves um, in order to prepare our hearts better to receive Christ. And I think that that's something that we don't. That's something that I don't do when I when I pray. I I, I kind of just go like, all right, cool. Um, I got an hour. Hey, let's get let's get this going. All yeah. right, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Let's roll. Yeah. And um, I don't like take a moment to pause to collect myself, understand where I am in relationship with God. Um. I was telling I was telling the the kids last last weekend. I was like, you know, I had never seen mountains before, and so the first time I saw a mountain, I was like, wow, it's so far away. But like, oh wow, it doesn't actually look that big. But then we drove closer to them, and I was like, oh wow, that um. That's that that's very big. That's a very big hill. It's not a hill, it's a mountain. And um I'd only ever seen really big hills before. And so that that's that's kind of that's kind of how we approach God. It's like the further away we are, the smaller he looks, and the more we think we can conquer him, which mm-hmm. is really stupid. In order to draw closer, it takes time, and only then can we realize like the majesty of God, but also our own littleness uh in in front of him. Um what you said on the on the, the tweet thread mm-hmm that um we we don't have a a culture that like allows to allows sharing of prayer yeah this how is, do you how oh, do you ahead. feel like where where do you see that specifically like think about our friendships and just the normal conversations that we have every day at least i know for me even with my best friends i have to make an effort to talk about prayer with them because it's not something that naturally comes up um and it shouldn't ah. and it shouldn't be Right, you you see somebody that you haven't seen in a while. You go, "Hey, how's it going? How's the wife? How's the kids?" Um, but you don't ever say, "How's how's God?" Like when you say, "How's the wife? How's the kids?" You're asking, "How is your relationship with that person?" Right? How are they doing? And in theory, if your relationship is strong and good, you should be able to have a great answer. And be like, "My wife is awesome. I love her. She's my honey buns." And like that is a great, <laughs> it's a great answer. But, um. I'm thinking – I'm not saying you should run around and ask everybody how their relationship with God is. But I am thinking that it should become not. more of a normalized thing to ask, you know, hey, how are classes going? You know, how's your girlfriend? Um, how's prayer been? And, like, that should just be a just a normal, like, continuation of seeing where that person is at and caring about them and loving them. And for whatever reason, in my mind – and this is kind of something that we talked about at the summit too – is that there's this weird taboo around talking about prayer because it's – it's something that's personal, personal, and again, this comes into the culture aspect of, um, you know, don't force your beliefs on me. You know, don't, you know, do what you want in your house and you know, in your, in your room yeah. and everything. But don't, don't bring it out to me and don't, don't make me deal with it. 
Um, and I th- so I think Christians a lot of times are scared to even talk about prayer or ask about prayer, even if the Spirit is prompting them to. So it's that's what I was yeah, I, where I, I was coming from with that. I guess I guess at, at Franciscan we talk about our prayer lives a lot. Um, we have a lot yeah. of you're you're not you're not real life. I'm not real. No, it's not real life. Well, real college isn't real life. Um, that's true. General. College is a sex camp. It, oh yeah, that's right. We talked about. We did talk about. Um, so like my my uh, my RD, we have we have one on one meetings mm-hmm. every week, and like in those meetings, how's um, how's your school? How's your relationship with your girlfriend? How's your relationship with God? How's your prayer life? Um, and like these are these are things that like our superiors ask us because not because it's like important to our job performance, but it's important to like our formation as human people, you know, as human, as human persons. It's um, and it's it's something that's really really nice. But I the problem that I've found, and like one, if you if you are a person who talks about your prayer life a lot, the thing that I fall into is like only showing the good things, uh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like my my um my boss asked me like why I didn't go to a holy hour on um that like we were scheduled for, and he was like, well, I can't like force you to go to a holy hour, but like. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like you were like hiding from God sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, no, 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 definitely wasn't that. I was just tired. But it was kind of like I had been really spiritually beat up and I didn't want to go face that. And I was kind of hiding from it. Mm-hmm. And if I had talked to him about that, I was afraid that if I talked to him about that, that he would have looked down on me and like dismissed me. But that's not what he would have done. Right. Because like not only is he my it, like, he's my friend. Right. Like and he, he like he's supposed to be walking with me. And so I should have told him that part of my prayer life because like, that's the relationship that we have. And it's, it is tough to discern who you can share tough moments with, you know, like Mm -hmm. I know that I can share my tough moments with one of my household brothers, um, my girlfriend, you know, like I know I have those people. I, we all should have those people that we can talk to when our prayer life, our relationship with God isn't as good as we want it to be. Another thing too is, talking about petition prayer is if we ask people like, Hey, can I pray for you just more frequently Then that opens a lot of doors to conversations that would not have been had previously. So even, yeah. I mean, this is something I need to work on too, is just straight up asking people like, Hey, can I pray for you? And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have, you don't have to start with what's your relationship with God. Like right now you can start with, you know, Hey, can I pray for you? And then letting them know that you prayed for them. Um, and then, you know, just letting the ball roll wherever it goes. So that, I think that's another, that's another thing too. And I do think we have a tendency to kind of put on our best face when it comes to prayer, even especially on, you know, social media. Like, yeah, I I prayed through Mark chapter three and I had this great experience. I'm making fun of myself right now. (laughs) And, but I don't, I don't ever tweet about, Oh, you know, I had a holy hour today. Nothing happened. (laughs) You know, that that's (laughs) because, but that's most days and that would just be boring. So, yeah, but I, I tweet about I tweet about my dark moments sometimes. You do, and it makes the rest of us uncomfortable because not everybody. It's just weird. It's a weird thing to see on Twitter. dot com. You know, I mean, you should still do it. Everybody loves. Yeah, I'm not going to stop doing it. Yeah, you shouldn't stop. Doing I like what making, I'm I like making fun of myself. Yeah, I, I, there there was like there was like a week or so where I was on a kick of like not um, beating myself up for not praying my rosary, and I did it on Twitter, and it helped me pray my rosary more often, which is fun. Interesting. I was like. Um, I said something about how it's it's better for you to fall down a flight of stairs than to skip your rosary for the day. Wow! At myself. Wow. Um, 
No, yeah, yeah, it was because it was because we're all it was yeah, that's what it was. It was because it was like Saint Nicholas. We're talking about Saint Nicholas, and everyone was like, "It's better to like, it's better to punch a heretic than let him keep talking." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's better than you. It's better that you fall down a flight of stairs than not pray your rosary." But you don't do that. So it's pretty aggressive. That was less about me and more about other people. That Never was, mind. That was pretty aggressive, <laughs> Patrick. Let's talk about repetition. So this is the other thing that I really loved um, that we talked about. So there's this analogy. You might have heard it. The well in the desert. So you're walking through a desert, you're walking through a desert, you're meant like, man, it is hot out here and there's lots of sand. I'm in a de- desert. This, this is crazy. And so you're walking and you're walking and you see a well, you see an oasis <laughs> and you say, dang, that's a well in the middle of the desert. I bet there's water in it. And then you run over to it despite your exhaustion and you say, man, that was a really cool, it's a really cool well and there's water in here. And you take a drink from it um, and then you just keep walking through the desert and then leave the well behind. This is what we do when we're reading through scripture or a spiritual book and we find a passage that we really love and then we keep reading, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Uh, So it's, we can't be afraid when we're reading through scripture or a spiritual book or just even an idea in prayer to sit with it. So if you, with the actual situation, what would happen is if you found a well like that, you would set up camp at the well and you would, you would stay there for as long as you could to drink that water, you know, Uh, because you've got nowhere else to go. And so if God starts to speak to you <laughs> through a passage of scripture or a spiritual book or some other type of thing, and you say, oh, God, that's nice, but then you keep moving, that's what you're doing. You're walking away from this life-giving well. Whereas if you set camp and you pray with it every day, not maybe not every day, but just you know over the course of time, that can really start to bear fruit. You know, We have to believe that the Lord can continue to give us graces through the same scripture passage because it's that passage is as much his word as the next passage that you want to get to is. And so you have to Mm. be intentional about if something speaks to you, do not be afraid to stick with it. And this is my problem because I'm very big on like, I want to read the Bible. Like I want to read it. I want to, I want to be able to say that I've read the whole Bible um, and do all of that. And so that's like a goal that I'm always working towards, but also um, I love rereading the Gospels. And in my rereading of the Gospels, which takes away of my reading from Old Testament books that I haven't read yet, I get stuck on things that I've read a thousand times before, like the you know woman who is uh, hemorrhaging um, and reached out to touch Jesus's <laughs> cloak. Like I read that yesterday and it, and like I, I'm still gonna sit with it in prayer because it like for whatever reason, it, it gave it kind of gave me a new meaning, you know, a new, idea i had i had always understood that like oh yeah we have to have faith and like reach out to jesus and then he'll heal us or whatever but there's this part of it that i had never really realized before is that after she does that jesus turns around and says who touched my cloak right and so this god put on her heart you know god always makes the first step in prayer right god put on her heart you know reach out to me in preparation for that moment she reaches out to Jesus. She takes the first step. And then God turns around and seeks to deepen that relationship with her by asking, who are you? I want to know you. I want to know this person that just reached out to me. And that's the the relationship oh, of so prayer. Good. Yeah. And so like that is not something that I would have fell upon and like been able to pray with if I had just read it. And like, oh, yeah, it's just a hemorrhaging. You know, this is nice. I should reach out to Jesus and he'll heal me. Like, and then kept going. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you, we have to sit and pray with yeah. these things because it will change how we view God. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. 
Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at and change how we view also, our own prayer. If you don't sit with it, you'll forget it. Yes, this is also why like, a journal. Say is you're important. walking through. Yeah, absolutely. So so true. Because like, if you're walking through the desert, you can go back. It's not linear. You know, you don't have to like leave it behind. You can go back and yeah. you're like, oh, like, cool. This is this is where I know that I can go back. This I, I, a parable, not a parable, a story that I know I can go back to and I will always like find myself in it is the parable of the rich young ruler. It is so good. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the advice that my focus missionary gave to me at SLS, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but he was like, Patrick, you need to read scripture more. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. He's like, no, 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 no. You need to read. You need to just read until something catches you. Just something strikes your heart. And stop when it does don't even finish the sentence if the word hits you Mm. and just like pause like why is this word or this phrase or this verse why is this sticking out to me and then reread it in context again and like see if it sticks out to you again like do that three or four times and then if uh, if more words start to jump out at you like let them come together kind of let them float off the page and like let them leave their context if they if you need to like why is god drawing these words to my attention what are these words saying about my relationship with him or whatever's going on in my life at this moment right and like they usually stay within their context but he was like you let them leave your leave their context if they need to Mm -hmm. um, which i thought was interesting advice interesting um and then i gave i gave this advice to the DeSales uh kids on on friday because i was like you guys should start praying more well how do you do that all right cool just go to your bible for 10 minutes and do this and um, the re- and then I, I referenced St. Francis de Sales because on theme, you know, it's their high school. Right. And uh, the the Bouquet Boys episode, flashback to the Bouquet Boys episode, hey. where you take those take those inspirations and le- lay them in your heart, like your heart is like a nest. De Sales says, and like lay those flowers in your heart and smell them throughout the day. Like retreat to your heart and have like like a silent retreat for like two minutes if you if you need to. Um, do it several times throughout the day, and that's how you pray constantly. And that was the most concrete advice that I ever received on how to pray without ceasing because it's kind of like that advice we get from St. Paul where he's like, pray without ceasing. And it's like, oh, okay, um, I pray before meals, and I'll, like, think about God sometimes. And yeah. it's like, we did it. No, that's not it. We did it. We did it. I did it. Loisimo, we did it. <laughs> I don't know what it actually is. I was trying to, <laughs> I made myself cry laughing the other day because, <laughs> so there's some, there's, <laughs> so there's some people at uh, K-State that are going to Bogota for a mission trip. 
and they Pious. all some of them came in so my friend joe my friend ito santa cruz blanco and our priest who they all speak spanish in varying degrees i'll let you figure out which one speaks the best spanish but um joe and father gail were talking to ito and they were all going to just sit and talk in spanish to like practice joe and father gail spanish for when they go to bogota and so I was in the lobby, and I was talking to Joe, and I was trying to remember all the different Spanish words that I knew. <laughs> and it turns out that I just <laughs> I just know nouns and <laughs> varying adjectives to describe those nouns. <laughs> so I would – I literally was trying to construct a sentence, but I couldn't because the only thing I could get out was, el perro loco. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was just so funny. Um, but anyway – Man, we should all learn. We should all learn Spanish. Like I don't know how to connect verbs and nouns. Not not even verbs. I don't even know verbs. I just literally right. know nouns and adjectives. And uh, yeah, it was uh, el gato gordo. So in in Spanish too, uh, we were like learning commands. Uh-huh. And so like, vamanos is a command. Like let's go. And uh-huh. so that's the Spanish word that everybody knows from door, right? So right. we finally learned, but we learned like vamos and it was like oh like what's vamanos and then we finally learned vamanos in spanish too and we we're like hey that's it and the last day of spanish class mm-hmm. we learned um like subjunctive blah 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 i don't know like the i don't know the tenses yeah but we finally learned like like how to direct objects so low and then um to do something like in the subjunctive is asimos so so if you say we did it, you say lo asimos and we were like hey, hey that's the thing from dora it only took us two years to get there but we got there <laughs> And I so, love I love Dora. It was great. I was just thinking about Dora. Dora. Was, Dora I was thinking was about best. I was thinking about Dora the other day. I was thinking about Boots the Monkey. Really? Can we talk about how Boots oh. the Monkey is just like the unwavering sidekick that we all want? Like no matter no matter what swiper swipes, like Boots is always there <laughs> to provide a positive outlook on the situation. Dora gets really down. She's like, man, swiper just swiped, and the map the map the cynic map is the cynic. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and back, backpack i think is a bit uh masochistic because <laughs> she's just on the back and she doesn't get to see anything and she probably gets beat up a little bit every single time uh because she's on dora's back and, and she's utilitarian yeah all she cares about is use exactly so we've got these weird like nietzschean <laughs> aspects of this show going on different characters it's kind of uh it's intense uh, chaotic, if you. Will. I don't know what's happening. I but, don't either. Um, I don't either. But I was just <laughs> let's just analyze uh, different children's shows. The last thing I want to talk about is the faithfulness portion of the okay of the list. Um, so in my in my mind, like this is the order that they go in. Like you have to start with gratitude, right? And then gratitude cultivates humility, which is that in and of itself could be a whole mm. podcast. Um, but then, so gratitude cultivates humility. Humility, in my mind, cultivates receptivity. And then th- those three just kind of loop together. And then next, you need to focus on re- repetition and not being afraid to repeat things. And then the last thing is faithfulness, or oh, I like to call it discipline. And it's just showing up for prayer each and every day. You know, is our life centered around prayer, or is it just something that we do in our schedule? Is it something that is in our GCAL? Like, oh, I can't forget to do that. You know, or is it something that is constantly like, do we walk around each and every day with the crucified Christ, like before our eyes, you know, thinking about our relationship with him and, you know, our sins throughout the day and how each and every sin 
brings us further away from Christ crucified. It's like, dang, is it really of the center of my life or is it just a thing? Is it an activity that I do? Is it like baseball practice after school or is it, is it my yeah. life? I don't know. So faithfulness is like showing up every day and yeah, just, and being, being free to allow prayer to happen when it's going to happen. And you can, sometimes we'll be like, Oh, I can't pray now. I've got a holy hour in a couple minutes. Like I can't, I should, I'm going to pray then. I can't be praying now. Like we're scared to pray too much in case we're, there's this fear of being <laughs> pious and being overly pious. Um, and people will be like, Oh, you're the super I think my holy fear, kid. You know, I think my fear is that if I add more stuff on, I'll fail. I mean, I think, you know, well, uh, I mean, but, it all depends on what the Holy Spirit is prompting, you know, because if you if you think that the Holy Spirit is calling you to something and you should do it and maybe failure is a part of what God wants, you know? Yeah, maybe. So it's like we can't be scared to try things that we feel called to do in prayer, at least. You should be scared to try things that are bad for you, such as bun- <laughs> bungee jumping or... I, I... I want, I want, I want you to like go deeper into that analogy of the withered hand, though. Oh, sweet. Okay. As like kind of a closer, because that was sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of just to wrap things up. So again, in that in that Twitter thread, I was kind of that day I had prayed with Mark chapter three, at the very beginning. It's the the man with the withered hand, and it's kind of a it's kind of a duel. I mean, it's like Jesus is dunking on the 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 scribes and the Pharisees because um, they're all saying. You know, would you would you heal on the Sabbath day? And Jesus is like, "What is better on the Sabbath to to kill somebody or to give them life?" And the and the people are like, "Oh, what?" And then he heals the man with a withered hand. But what I found was so interesting is that, like, he says all this to the to the Pharisees, and then he turns to this man, and like I I kind of put myself into that headspace where like I was the man with the withered hand, right? And so like visually what i'm seeing is is christ is standing in the middle of this circle of people and on the other side you know 180 degrees across from me is you know all these pharisees and they're all dressed up and everything and they're yelling and christ is just calmly talking to them and then he turns and he looks me right in the eyes and then he says uh stretch out your hand and like my eyes are locked with his and like i unfurl this cloak that I have covering up my withered hand and I, I do this and I'm just still looking at him and then I stretch out the hand and like it, it comes and as it comes up into my vision like my hand is restored like I never actually see the withered hand but as I reach it towards Christ like it is already restored just by the act of me reaching out um, and like the whole time I'm just locked eyes with Christ and so I was praying with this and just kind of this image and going over the scene from different perspectives and you know, from an outsider, from a bystander uh, perspective, and then from the Pharisees' perspective. Um, and I just kind of thought, like, man, all, like, like I said before, you know, God is always the one that initiates. Like, we were created for a relationship with Him. It's, it is a permanent initiative of love that He has made with us uh, to be, to, to be called closer to Him. And so when we reach out our hands, when we stretch out to Him, when we, make an the most imperfect prayer of all time he will make us restored he will make us whole he will make us clean again he will uh take care of the weakness and the witheredness that exists in our souls and that is just so powerful and so beautiful to me and thinking it's just something as simple as jesus 
owning the Pharisees for, you know, doing miracles on the Sabbath um, can turn into <laughs> something like super deep and powerful about our prayer and how we reach out to God and what that means and the ramifications of that. Um, so that that kind of like sums up basically everything that I've been thinking about is that that verse. And I, I think everybody should find something similar. Maybe that's not that uh, gospel story that resonates with you. Maybe it's a different one. Maybe it's the hemorrhaging woman. Maybe it's uh, the the leper or the the girl who was dead and Jesus rose her from the dead. And, you know, I mean, there's all there's all kinds of stories that you can find. And maybe there's one that sticks out to you in your mind. But go and pray with that. And see and see where your relationship yeah, use with of God imagination. goes. Yeah, it's powerful. use of imagination and prayer is something that we don't utilize, um, and it's because we think we like to think about God instead of experience Him. Boom, you know. And imagination is a way of experiencing. Yeah, because it's it's more than just thinking. Like I can think about that passage and be like, "Oh yeah, haha!" Like this is so. This is a problem with like my scripture reading. So I'll. I'm noticing, like, as I'm rereading parts that I've already read through and annotated once, like, as I'm going back through kind of the Gospels and the letters again, um, I'm noticing that, like, my first pass was very much, like, how can I, how can I own the Protestants? Like, how can I, how can I find passages <laughs> that, yeah. that are, that support the Catholic faith and only the Catholic faith, you know? And this is just last year. It's not like this was when I was in high school, but, like, this is just recent. And... That's just, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. Like, it's fine to learn about the faith and be reinforced in the fact that, like, we do have the fullness of faith by Scripture and everything. Like, that's good. But um, I think I missed out on a lot of prayerful experiences because I was so busy on, like, you know, where is this thing that I can think about and know in my head rather than where is this I'm looking for opportunities to have experiences with God and grow closer to him while I'm reading Scripture. I think that's an easy trap to fall into. Um, yeah, because one of the big one of the big fallacies of the Reformation was that the Bible is a book of law, right? Not it it contains books of law, right? But the entire book is not a book of law. So if we accept that first premise and just say, "Well, I know the book of law better than you do, and I can find the other laws that beat your laws," it's like, no, 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 we're all missing out, and it's just we we as Catholics need to be the bigger person and accept that. Uh, the Bible is not a book of law, and we need to deny the first premise and then just move towards the Bible as being a love letter written to you. If you think that the law, if you think that the letter was written for um, the Galatians, the letter was written for you. Mm. I love that so much because this is, that's so, that's so true because when you start to see scripture as an opportunity for prayer, instead of something to read to learn, which is not bad. It's not a bad thing to learn about Scripture and to learn about the faith and all of that stuff. It's not bad things. But if you're reading it like that all the time, then you miss out on some things. And like my in the notes that I was talking about that I saw, like kind of in my margins, a lot of it was focused externally. Like the church is this way because of this. Other people are this way because of this. American society is this way because of this. And we can see that in this verse and in this verse and in this verse. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you start to read it more prayerfully, it all turns internally, you know, like this, this gospel story affects me like this, you know, this is Christ talking to me in this way. This is Christ talking to me in this way. This is how I need to amend my life. This is how I find myself acting. Not instead of, oh, well, this society sucks because Jesus said that, blah, 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 you know? And it's not, 
It's, <laughs> it's not the same. It's not good. Don't do that. Uh, yeah, I, that, that'll I totally come second. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. all true. If you if you understand the truth of the scripture, then you'll be able to defend the truth better. But you can't you can't know the truth. You have to love the truth in order to defend the truth. This all comes down to us not knowing how to pray and just trusting in the Holy Spirit to guide. Like, we can't pray without the Holy Spirit. It's not possible. We can't pray without the Holy Spirit, without the grace of God. We should do a podcast on grace next week because grace is— I'm down. We, like, this is all, like, the things that have been happening with regards to prayer, but there's also been a whole other load of things that have been happening with regards to grace for me. So, like, I would love to do a podcast on grace next week, too, to kind of extend this into that two-parter. Sweet. Write it down. Write it down the list. Two parter. Two part episode. Tune in next week. Tune in next week for grace. This week has been prayer. Next week is grace. Super good. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I have any other thoughts. Where Patrick will probably give a five minute theology lesson on grace. I hope so. Seriously, we actually just talked about this in my sacraments class. So did you tune in next week? Unironically, tune in next week. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna happen. I'll pull out my notes. I'll make sure we have it. Yes. I have all of my notes out too. So it's like a switcheroo. Like I did. I did the I did the teaching this week. Uh, man, we did a bad job. We didn't do a bad job. I just listened to the Catching Foxes episode. Other podcasts suck, or whatever they are. Whatever other podcasts are crap. And they were talking about how some podcasts do banter at the beginning and then just do a topic like Catholic stuff you should know, and that sucks. And then I just kind of like looked at myself and said, "Oh." And then and he said, "If I know you, Wait, pers- no. he said, if I know you personally, I'm not talking about you." So I assume he wasn't talking about us, but I. I, I guess we were doing podcasting wrong, according to Luke and Gomer. No, no, no. I think I think um, I don't think he's talking about us because they have said on the podcast that they like our nine minutes of banter before the show. That's true. It's because we're because our our banter is usually funny. It's because we're high quality from what podcasters. It's because we're good at our jobs. It's true. Just because we don't have I've a, got a boom arm, a million downloads. It's because we don't get 20,000 downloads when we title our podcast Old People Sex does not mean that we're bad podcasters. Did you see my tweet about that? No, I didn't. <laughs> what did it say? Um, oh, no, I have to pull it up. Uh, um, never mind. Tell then. the people where they can find us. Oh, okay. Tell the people where they can find us. All right. Um, this has been The Crunch. I haven't done this in a while, so this might be a bit rusty. Um, you can find me and Patrick on Twitter.com, at Propostle, or at Catholic Pat. On Instagram, at Ethan Stevie, or at Patrick Nevy, I-I-I. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thecrunchcast. You can find us on thecrunchcast.com. You can send us an email if you have a question about anything that we've written um, or just want to get in contact with us for any any reason. It's ethan at thecrunchcast.com or patrick at thecrunchcast.com. If you would like to call into our monthly mailbag, uh, which is a segment that we do every month, you can write into that those email addresses or – Leave us a phone, a phone message, a voice call, a voice, a voice boy, and we will play it on the show. And that's seven eight five two five one three nine eight nine. You can also donate to Patreon dot com slash the crunch if you like what we're doing and you want Patrick to keep flying other places without me. That's where that money goes. Uh, that's not where that money goes. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> that's not where that money goes. But I think that's everything. I'm gonna pull up crunch yep. of the week. Okay, now. so. All right, so I, I the crunch of the week comes from me at Catholic Pat. Um, I put the crunch, two funny white dudes, wholesome content, six listeners, catching foxes, two funny white dudes talking about old people sex, one million downloads. <laughs> that is actually really funny. Thank you. <laughs> because they say it every single episode. They they talk about their downloads. They keep a talking lot. about. 
Can I brag for a minute though? We just hit 200 reviews on iTunes and we hit 100,000 total listens on uh on the podcast. What's our what? We hit 200 reviews and we hit 100,000 downloads. We did? We did. Wait, we did? We did. That's incredible. Hold on. I'm so excited. Did you not know that? Downloads? No, I didn't. 100,000 total downloads over the course of our podcast. You you kept you kept telling me like, "Oh, we're not doing too good. Like our numbers have dropped." But like 100,000 total downloads is really good. I know. It's pretty impressive. I like to What's keep What's our weekly subscription? I like to keep you humble. It's about 1500 still. That's not too bad. I know. Crunch of the Week comes at us from GMR493. What can I say except you're welcome? I told my friend about this one over the phone, and all he did was go down and laugh at all the titles. I hooked another one in for you guys. Hashtag Fishers of Podcasts. <laughs> Thank you, GMR493. I try to name them good funny. He never takes my suggestions. That's because they're not good. They are good. I had a really good one the other week. And I don't remember what it was. <laughs> anyway, folks, that's all we have for you. That is the whole podcast. <laughs> There we go. Um, tune in next week for more of this if you liked it. And if you didn't like it, then don't tune in next week because we're going to be doing something similar. Sorry. We suck. Take take it away, Ethan. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be, playing f- we'll be praying for you. <laughs> and we'll see you on the Twitters.